0: Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I'm your host, Jardine Hennessy, and today I am joined by East Cork artist Nicola Geary. Nicola loves working with textures and colors. Her work ranges from clay faces to brightly colored canvas. Her work is constantly evolving and changing. She loves finding new techniques to use in her artwork. Today, we speak about her journey from artist to chef and back again the surge in creativity that she has experienced, the importance of her mother, family, creative collaborations and supports, learning to embrace the online realm and the value of being true to yourself. You're very welcome to Core Creative, Nicola.
1: Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me
0: on. How did you get into art and what were your inspirations?
1: I've always been into art ever since I was a kid. I loved art. When I was in school in Carrick my teacher, Miss Power, she was the best. She always encouraged me. So it was just a given. I was going to go on and do art after I left school. And that's what I did. I went on to Sligo and did fine art. So when I left college in Sligo, my plan was to become an art teacher. Mm -hmm. And I came back down to Cork and I was working in Carrie Tool Resource Centre teaching just as a after school kind of a club. Mm -hmm. And I decided yeah, I wasn't cut out for teaching because I had no patience and the the cursing and the giving out to the kids. I said, no, nah, no, nah, forget it. So I started working with Jacopazzi Pottery in Yall and I I still did the the art school classes, but I decided oh, yeah, teaching wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I started working down in, down in Yall. Friends of mine were working as potters down there. So I was working with him for a year, helping him design and come up with his new range of pottery. And I think he was, I won't say he was using us, but he, you know, we it was all our creativity and we weren't getting anything really back from it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I decided one day on my lunch break, I went out, no mobile phones, rang my mom and said, look here, I think I want to start up my own business. Okay. And if she had said no, I would have said, OK, no, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, 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 that's a great idea. So I thought, OK, right, here we go. Mm-hmm. I left him and I went to my mom's. Her small little box room, set up a studio there, and I was kind of working away. I started off, and I approached ECAD in, well, they're CCAD now in Middleton. Riley Cully was her name, and got funding from them. They were brilliant mentors. They're absolutely brilliant. And I opened up a studio and a workshop in Middleton. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a long time ago. This is back 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's where I started. I started in a small little place down in Codigan's Yard working away in there. At the time, I was doing mostly hand-painted lampshades because that's what I had been doing for Giacopazzi. Mm -hmm. And that was, I suppose, my main business. It was my bread and butter. So the art kind of really didn't come into it like the fine art, the paintings. Mm -hmm. So I used to do an awful lot of batik Mm -hmm. as well. So that was my main thing was hand-painted lampshades and batik. And I set up a company and I was supplying shops all over Ireland and it was great. But I used to do a lot of craft fairs and there was a lot of people in East Cork, small creators. Mm. So I was, you know, here, I've got this massive space. Why don't you put some stuff in here? We'll kind of, we set up, I suppose, a small little shop Mm -hmm. and I was working away in the corner and that was going great. It was brilliant. I had loads of people in there that had like small little producers and somebody had said to me, why don't you open up a shop on the main street in Middleton? And I was like, no way, you must be joking. So I said it to my mom. My mom is my biggest supporter.
0: Yeah.
1: Always <laughs> has been. So I said to her, I said, what what do you think? There was a shop had come up. Everybody in Middleton will know it as Hankert's. It was Hankert's yeah. old bicycle shop. A lovely couple, an elderly couple. And of course, they were wary of who they were going to let into the shop. But of course, they met the mother and the daughter and they thought, <laughs> yeah, these are lovely. So we opened up a shop there. It was called Dooler Designs. And the plan was I was going to, because it was such a big space, I was going to move my workshop over there as well and work from there and run the shop. That didn't work. That didn't happen. So I stayed where I was and mum ran the shop and like that, we had all local producers, was all mostly Irish based. And we were there for, I think, 10 years. So I, I, the art side then started when we went to a show in Dublin and when we were picking out some stuff for the shop and... Like we saw some art and it was lovely. And my mom was like, oh, do you think we should get some of that? And I was like, no, I can do that. What are you mm. talking about? Mm. I, that's what I went to college for. So she was like, OK, go on. So, so I started doing a few pieces, but I was never, I would think I was too busy doing mm. all the other stuff, like the hand-painted lampshades, because it was, it was a big business at the time. So I wasn't very creative, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were at that for, I, yeah, 10 years. Then the recession hit, kids came along and I kind of winded it down. And I wasn't doing much then for I was teaching kind of part time. out in Whitegate Gate and at Klein and I had after school, mm-hmm. you know, kids clubs. And I left it and I was chefing then for five years. I that was pure by accident. <laughs> I was working with my brother. They had come back, but he just literally threw me into the kitchen. Yeah, he was like we had he opened up a bar and restaurant. It was lovely. It was beautiful. And yeah. I, I was always good at cooking. Yeah. So, you know, he said to me, our chef had left. And he was like, you're going to have to cook. And I'm like, I can't cook. What are you talking about? He said, you're going to have to run the kitchen. I was like, I'm not running a kitchen. What do I do? What what if, what if like four tables come in at once? Anyway, yeah. I did. And it was brilliant. I loved it. Great experience. And yeah. I, anyway, I went down for five years. I was, I was chefing for five years and I loved it. And a lot of people say food is very similar to art because you've got to be creative mm. in it. So I did that. And then two years ago, I had, I was working as a head chef in a nursing home out in East Cork. And it was like mid-pandemic and I decided to leave because the person I was working for wasn't the nicest person in the world. Mm. So we'll say no more about him. And I, I just left and I said, you know what, mid-pandemic, the kids had been a kind of, you know, at home all the time and I wasn't there all the time. So now they're bigger, so it's OK. And I was bored. I was like, what am I going to do? Like I, I had to I have to do something with my hands. I have to always be doing mm. something with my hands. So dug out the old art materials and started up again. And this time when I started back doing my art, I had the time. The kids are bigger. They're Mm -hmm. all teens now. And I had the time and I found I was way more creative, Mm -hmm. just way more creative. Stuff was just coming out. I had the time, you see, Mm -hmm. and like the clay pieces that I do Mm -hmm. that came about because my daughter decided she wanted a slab of clay because she was making. I, I don't know little things for Christmas for her, um, her friends and stuff. So I started kind of, you know, playing about with it, you know. So Mm. that's how they were born. I suppose the little clay faces, of course, she wasn't a bit impressed. Like she was like, oh, you're stealing my thunder, mom. You know, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not love. It's it's completely different. She was like, so she gave that up and I just continued on. So that's that's kind of how I got back into the art, I suppose.
0: And you have a very distinctive and kind of eye-catching style. How how would you describe your art to those who are listening who may not be familiar with your work?
1: So I have three, I suppose, distinctive styles. I do what I call the little clay faces. Mm-hmm. So that's air-dried clay and I paint onto it then. So I, I, I cut out the pieces. I, I don't ever draw anything out like a lot of people will do sketches beforehand. I don't. I'll start cutting with the knife and it just comes to me as I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And the face just takes, you know, it, it, it happens. So I dry that and then I paint it. Now, if I was to use like a biscuit clay and have it fired, I don't have a killing rat. And so I had no choice. I had mm. to use the air drying clay. Then I'd have to use a glaze and I wouldn't get the same color. So I use acrylic paint and then I, I seal them. So I I'm able to play around with the colors much better. Mm-hmm. Then my other pieces, I have what I called is the coastal series. Mm-hmm. So they'd be more kind of, supposed suppose, landscape-ish kind of, you know, they're it's from when I went to Ballonskelligs two years ago with my, my brother and my sister. And like, we have such an amazing coast. Mm. So I started doing pieces. So I started picking up driftwood and little pieces off the beach. So that's where that was born from. So and then my other pieces, I suppose, are kind of like portraits of people, people people kind of out of my head. And then I do other portraits of people. I've done a couple of commissions, and I've done one there recently for the Two Hats Pizza and Glamire. It okay. Turned out really well. They were very happy with it. I always said I absolutely hate drawing faces. I don't draw faces, and I don't draw, draw pets. <laughs> so I, I, I was never my thing. I'm not really good at it. But these don't look like the people. They, they, you know, they're kind of I suppose. An impression of them. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's kind and of an abstract style. And, but- and colour is my thing. Colour is mm-hmm. always my thing. And I think that's what draws people to my work is the colour. Now, if you look back at my earlier work when I was in college, God, everything was really dark and dreary. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it was the time or what. But yeah, colour now to me is just it's it's everything like, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I use acrylic all the time. I just don't have the patience for oils. I just I have no patience. I, I just can't wait for stuff. Sometimes I get an idea in my head and I just I have to get it out. I can't wait to get up that following morning to get it down onto paper or whatever, which is a great thing because not everybody has that option. I, I love working at home and, you know, of course, kids don't like it because the whole kitchen is taken up until I eventually get a proper studio, which is down the road, hopefully.
0: You work in mixed media and clay. Have you a preference in the type of material you work in? You, you said you liked acrylic there. Did, is that your preference or?
1: I suppose acrylic would be my preference. I love working with clay. I've always worked with clay. We had a brilliant ceramic teacher in Sligo, Con Lynch. He was a cork man. He was brilliant. And I lo- I always, I've always loved ceramics. So I think the, the clay for me was a natural progression. And I would like to kind of build on it eventually. You know, doing kind of more freestanding stuff, I suppose, kind of sculpture things. But that's that's down the road. You know, that involves killing a a kiln and then having to go back through all over the stuff of glazing and other. Now Susan Hurley, she's in Middleton. She's brilliant. She's very encouraging, and you know, I know if I ever get stuck, she'll give me a hand. So.
0: And and speaking about Susan, you've you've recently started selling cushions of your artwork through her her shop there in Middleton. Is it important to keep on innovating in terms of getting your art art out there in the the public domain?
1: Oh, it is. I mean, when I think of it, when I first started, like thirty years ago, it was you sold in a shop. That was it. Whereas now everything is it's it's online and it's you know everybody has a whole range of stuff. So. I'm part of a group called Bite the Biscuit mm-hmm. and they're brilliant. It's run by a girl in Dublin called Tara Boo. It's for all creators all over Ireland. It doesn't matter what you do. So I was looking at other, you know, artists who have kind of, you know, brought in a range of their stuff. So like Karen Hickey being one, I love her stuff. So like that again, I was like, Mom, what do you think? What do you think? I should go down the cushions route. So she she's, yeah, you know, they'd, they'd be brilliant. So we got on to Pixley in, in Donegal. I had researched. I wanted to keep it Irish but I wanted it to be cost effective. I wanted people to be able to forward a cushion. I mean, you're not going to go into a cushion and pay a hundred quid for a cushion, mm-hmm. you know? So I wanted to keep it low and yeah, they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. And, you know, they're great for uploading the files and they're great for giving advice. Yeah, so I've done the cushions and they have a whole load of range of stuff that I hope down the road that I will, you know, bring on board, but we'll start off small now at the moment. So I've got cushions coming and I have little tote bags And I would like to get into the lampshades. I have a sample of a lampshade coming up because around Middleton, I am known for my lampshades. People still come up to me and say, Oh, I've got one of your lampshades in my sitting room. I'm like, Oh, God, really? So, yeah, yeah, you have to kind of keep on top of it. Like, you know, I mean, Susan is absolutely brilliant. Like, when she opened up her shop last year, and I had run a shop for years, so I kind of knew where she was coming from. And like, she's so encouraging and she'll always, you know, if I need advice and something like, what do you think will this sell or will that not sell? She goes, you know, she's really good. So, mm. and it's great. Like nobody else has my at the moment, only Susan, mm-hmm. because I always kind of try out my stuff in her place. And Susan's great because she gets so excited when you sell something. Yeah, <laughs> Like if I sell a big painting or a thing, she gets, she's on the phone straight away to me going, oh, guess what, guess what? I've just sold one of your big pieces, you know, and she's, she's brilliant. Like, she gets she gets such a thrill out of it yeah. of selling other people's stuff, mm-hmm. you know, as, as well as her own stuff. So it's great. Like, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. It's great to have those kind of relationships forged with, say, those like local craft shops and like those local producers up like that pixely in Donegal. It's great to have those kind of collaborations, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. And even meeting like Orla out in the gallery in Casa Marta, like she has some of my stuff and we did a fair last year at Christmas an art fair and it's even meeting some of the other artists out there like Linda Taylor she was brilliant and Helen Condon and like I was still starting off you know and I was like doing my frames and stuff and she was saying right you know you need to kind of up your game on the frame side mm-hmm. I said okay fair enough so she gave me the name of a guy in Meath folks who live on the hill and he's they're fantastic. Tighe is fantastic. So if I have a certain size or a certain, you know, like for my clay faces, I just pick out a, a size and tell him what I want and he sends them down. He's great. Mm-hmm. Now, they're a little bit more expensive, but, you know, you have to kind of, you know, if you want to get the right price for, for your stuff. So yeah, and- yeah, and they look much better. Like so there's, there's loads of people like around East Cork, like Middleton Arts Festival. They're brilliant. They're so encouraging. Like hopefully we'll do an exhibition during the year and they do a big art fair and down at the farmer's market. Last year was the first one. This year is our second one. It was fantastic last year. So all these little people around, you know, it's great. And has your approach
0: to art evolved over time? You were saying at the beginning it was kind of very dark and now you've you, you, you used a lot of bright colours now. Has it evolved much over over the time, do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I, God, when I look back at some of the stuff I did 20 years ago, it's awful. It's just awful. But oh, yeah, it definitely has like using the different techniques. Like a lot of my stuff is very, very textured Mm -hmm. because I like people to be able to, you know, like touch it and feel it and, you know, the colors. And then, yeah, doing the portraits and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely evolved. A lot more than what I, what I was used to doing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.
0: and do you feel like your life
1: experiences has helped in that the, that evolution? It has, yeah. I I'm the type of person that when when I'm out, I'm always looking mm-hmm. at stuff that will, especially with color, like whether it's you know on the beach or somewhere like I I every time I go for a walk on the beach, my head is always down because I'm looking for stuff. I'm looking for driftwood or sea glass or whatever you know. Mm. So. I like to use stuff that's around me and like, I suppose color, it's, it's just, I think it brings a bit of happiness into somebody's sitting room or whatever, mm, you know, a bit mm. of color. So I think that's my main thing is, is color, okay. using colors. My mother calls them, they're a bit out there, like, but, you know, <laughs> maybe, they, may, maybe they are, but you know, now in saying that, my mother has nearly her whole house full of my stuff. and Every time I do a new piece. Can I have one of those? So I, I do prints then as well. That's something I never had done before. And I do prints of my original pieces. Obviously, some pieces I can do like I can't do prints of the clay and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's usually the portrait pieces. I'm able to sell them at a, at a lower cost because mm-hmm. not everybody can afford an original piece, mm-hmm. which is great. And I've had and you know, I've sold quite a lot of those. And I get people coming back for new pieces and stuff, which which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. my mother has every single print I've ever done like, in her house. It's like a gallery. <laughs> Your your mother sounds like a great support network. you. She, she really does. Oh, she's. <laughs> do you know what I? She's the backbone. Like any time, like she's my best critic. Yeah. Like, I have a thing for fish. <laughs> I love fish. Whether I'm cooking or whether I'm painting, it, I love. And she hates fish. She <laughs> absolutely hates. Them. Like I did some pieces for a restaurant down in Bantry because Bantry Bay. So I did a big massive piece. It was just all sardines. She's looking at it going, "Oh my god," with the fish, and I was like, "But that's." That's what they like. They love it. And I have, I did, I have, I did a piece for a cushion and there's fish. she's she was like, you're not putting fish on a cushion. And I'm like, but people like fish. They love fish. And now I'm doing a whole load of fish clay fellas as, as opposed to the masks. And they, they're flying. They're selling really well. And a gallery up in Dublin, she has my pieces. So she asked me for fish. My mother's just going, oh my God, what the fish? I she just, she just, she hates them, but I love them. So yeah, my mom, my mom's great. Oh, very yeah. good. Very good.
0: Do you ever have to deal with creative blocks and,
1: and how do you overcome them? Do you know what? I don't really because I think, like, yeah, there's days there where I just, oh, I can't be arsed. Mm. I think because I've got three different kind of styles going on and I could spend a week doing, say, clay stuff. Like, so I spent the last couple of days doing a whole load of fish to paint up and then I've done enough of that. I'll go move on to something else or I'll, you know, so I I... Thankfully, I don't really get creative blocks. Mm-hmm. If I do, then I'll just, you know, I'll go like up to Crawford Gallery and have a look. Actually, I saw one of my old tutors have, have a piece up there. And, you know, I suppose draw inspiration from them, you know, or I'll get an idea in my head and I just I'll go from that. And usually what will happen is I'll get an idea and then it just goes off on a tangent. Loads of other stuff starts coming. I Great. think once you get started at all, it just keeps keeps on going, which is good. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Draw inspirations from lots of different things. And because you've got different, I suppose, sides to your art, if it's not happening in one part, it'll happen in another part easily enough. So happen
1: somewhere else. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, very yeah.
0: good. And do you feel like that social media and the demands of having an online presence hampers the creative spirit or how do you feel about the online aspect?
1: Oh, I, I hate it. I hate it. I, I don't hate it. It's great and it's brilliant. It's a great boost for the ego because, yeah. you know, you put a piece up and you get some and people are so great. But I think for me, I, I, I need to go and do a bit of training on it mm-hmm. because I, I suppose I'm a, I, a dinosaur like because I'm my son had to set up. Like, I probably some like so many other people like he had to set up my Instagram thing. And then he was like, you know, you need to do some videos. And I'm like, what? How am I going to do a video? So he did that for me. And it was very basic. I definitely need training in it. Like Mm -hmm. I need to have like an online shop. I have no clue how to do it. And it is very important, but it takes up so much time. Mm. Like, you know, going through stuff and editing it and this and I'm not doing it right. And like even my other friend, Nigel Connell Bass, he's a sculptor in in West Cork. I was putting up pictures and I obviously wasn't doing it right. He was like, no, Nicola, you need to click on this thing at the corner, which makes it smaller. I'm like, "Okay, it's definitely really important and it's really good because it's a great platform Mm -hmm. for people to see your stuff. But yeah, I, I definitely need a bit of training in it, you know, which is something that I'd probably have to do. Or if there was one person out there, which there probably is, said, oh, here, look, I'll take all your stuff and I'll do it all for you and whatever, you know. <laughs> no, they probably cost money, like, which, you know, at the moment isn't viable. Yeah. But yeah, you know, maybe down the road when I become famous. Get
0: your son there to, yeah. to he'll, he'll have to form a part of the, the company with you and you'll pay oh, him yeah. in return for doing all for that sure. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd love that. Yeah, he'd definitely love that. We did a fair last year with that particular son, Zach is his name. He came with me and he's quite creative as well. Of course, he just sees the money signs. He just sees, oh God, I left him do it. Like he was doing the sum up and the whole lot. And he was like, i was just standing back and chatting away to people. And he decided, oh God, you know what? There's something in this kind of art thing. So he decided he was going to make some jewellery, like driftwood jewellery. Because mm-hmm. I have bags of little pieces of driftwood. It hasn't happened yet. Like So he has the business card designed. He doesn't have any of the pieces done. He but, gets a bit carried away with himself, like. oh well, but watch, watch the
0: space. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: hopefully, down the road.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm lucky because the three of them. My three kids are. I my, my daughter is an absolute fantastic artist. She has done some pieces tattoo for her friends. She has drawn them, and they're just they're unreal. But she, I, I, I just I keep saying to her, don't go into art. It's too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. So, but I don't know. She'll but, have to fight. One way.
0: It's a good hobby to have though anyway, isn't it? It's a good way to relax and stuff, even if if you don't make oh, a prayer yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah, They could be doing worse things.
1: Exactly, they could.
0: Are there any support groups or peer groups that you find important?
1: I think the best support group really is that crowd that I said, uh, Bite the Biscuit, Taraboo. Mm-hmm. They're brilliant. And, like, and it's all online. We've got Middleton Arts Fest. We've got Middleton Creative. So there probably could be a bit more, but... I find my best support really are other artists. Mm-hmm. You know, friends that I've met along the way. That you know, I think that they're the best. And I think you'll always find probably throughout the sector and all crafts people. You know, there's no animosity. Like you know, you you'll always want to help somebody else or you know, give them advice on something. You know what I mean? Mm. So, which which is a good thing. Do you know what I mean? If I if I'm somewhere and I think somebody would benefit from you know, I'll try these crowds that do the frames or this is where I get my prints done. I've met a couple of people and I've said, look, this is where I get my prints done. You you would really benefit from that. So I think, you know, artists ourselves are our best support group. Definitely. What are the biggest challenges you face? I think my biggest challenge is getting my stuff out there. I am the worst business person in the entire world. (laughs) So I really, really am like my mother would tell you that. And maybe it's me or I don't know, but I hate selling my stuff. I hate it. I used to do before I did it all years ago when I was doing the lampshades and stuff, whether it's confidence thing in my work or what, I don't know. I don't know why, because I always get a good reception to it. But it's going out there and trying to sell it and getting it out. Like I love doing the fairs and stuff, but going to shops and stuff, I find really hard. Years back, you see, my mum did all that Mm. when she was younger. She went off and she got me into all the shops that I was in. So... It's pricing, pricing your stuff. You know, mm. a lot of people say, "Oh my God, your stuff is way too cheap." I'm still making money on it, so and I don't want my art to be that people just can't afford it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's finding that middle ground.
0: So you you want it to be kind of accessible to a range of people, not just the people with lots and lots of money.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always been kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I have pieces that start at fifteen euros and that go up to into the thousands. So. Mm-hmm. When we did that art fair last year, which was the best thing ever that ever happened to me, I had these little small clay faces and Eddie Quinn was next to me. He's a fantastic artist. He's a retired art teacher. He's up North Cork and his grandson had came down to visit visit him at the show and he saw one of my pieces and he was like, oh, and he bought it. They Actually, they bought quite a few pieces of mine, which was really great. And he bought it and he went away and an hour later, his... Mum had texted on a picture to Eddie. He had went away, went home and drew a picture of the one that I had done. So he was only like seven or eight. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God. He was like, oh, I love your stuff and whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, he's brilliant. And he did another couple. And I had said to him, do you mind if I put that up on my feed on Instagram? And Mm. he was like, he was delighted with himself. Ah. So to think that this little guy you know it was it was brilliant yeah so when you get those little moments I think it's fantastic
0: yeah you know
1: inspiring a a little kid
0: exactly it's not all about the making the big sales sometimes it's about the little things as well
1: no it's not it's not it's you know you'll get somebody comes along and you know they're already like when I did the one in the marina there was an art student and she just loved it and she bought a piece for 25 years and she was delighted going away with herself Mm -hmm. that she had she was able to afford to buy a little piece, yeah. you know, which is great. Yeah. I get more buzz out of that than selling a big piece, you know. Yeah, so, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. Keep it real.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are your plans for
0: the next year?
1: So I've been talking about this for the last year. I've been talking with Susan. stuff. Middleton needs an art centre, mm-hmm. right? So there's like, I suppose with the pandemic, a lot of people started doing art and creative stuff. So there's, there's quite a good few people out now, whether they stuck at it, I don't know. But Talking to people, they've got no. Like I, I moved house last year, and I don't have a studio here. Like I do, with the shade out the back, but it's still the stuff in it, crap. So what we need is a centre where, like, you have small little studios, not just for artists, for everybody, anybody, mm. musicians, poets, writers, actors, everything. And I have the ideal building in mind. I won't say, but it's, it's it would be perfect. So it's that would be the next step is to get something like that going. To have a proper studio and, you know, some place for people to go. Something that, you know, that everybody has the use of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Say six people, then they can't afford to buy a kiln, but we buy one between us. Yeah. Now, I have no clue how to go about it. I don't know about the funding, you know. So I know at the time, at the moment, I'm quite busy. So I, I need to make time to go and try and do something like this. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously, I want to, you know, bring out an, a range of cushions and hopefully a range of lampshades and kind of work on my products really, I suppose. And definitely I need to get my website up and going, which my nephew is going to do for me, hopefully. And that's, I suppose, that's really where my main concentration would be is getting that together. You know what I mean? Because, you know, if we don't know what the future is. Are we going to have mm. a, dur- a downturn where people are going to really want to be, you know, paying mm. a lot of money for art? So I just have to keep on going, I suppose. And work on those areas, you know, as best I can. At least your plans are big. <laughs> You've got to,
0: well, they're big and small, you know. Yeah, maybe they're a bit too big. No, I think it's yeah. it's a good range. You, you, you're you focusing on yourself, but also like that Middleton Art Centre sounds amazing. Like if, if that could get up and going. I think inspiration, like if you're surrounded by other people, other artists, it's going to only help you as well to, you know, improve yourself, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, I think Middleton is just crying out for a place. I mean, mm. they have a beautiful one over in Carrigaline, the own a centre. Like, why why hasn't Middleton got something like this? I know they do try and do some stuff down in my place in Middleton. It's a centre where they have, you know, they do lots of exhibitions and music and stuff. And it's fantastic, but it just doesn't lend to, for art exhibitions. It just, mm. it's a nice space, but it's not the perfect space. Mm. And like that, people need studios. There's loads of people that just need studios and, you know, they can come in and, you'll find if you've got a whole group of artists working that they'll bounce off each other. Mm, mm. Well, and I know the perfect building and I'm hoping that it'll still be there. I, I, I need to go maybe talk to a TD or somebody. I, I don't even yeah. know where to start. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I'm sure there's probably somebody else out there that, that, you know, has a better idea than me. But at the moment it's just an idea in my head. But anybody I've talked to said, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely we should do something like this. Even Susan herself said, it. you know, she would take a room down there for doing mm. her own creative stuff. So, you know, hopefully down the road.
0: What piece of advice would you give to the aspiring artists listening? What mistakes or or good choices did you make that you think would be of benefit to others?
1: I suppose being true to yourself is one of the main things. Like you can always get caught up in doing commercial stuff or getting caught up in the whole finance side of it, the pricing side of it, you know. So just be careful when you are, you know, value your work and make sure Mm -hmm. that you do put the right price on it. Always be careful of doing a collaboration with somebody just in case. And I always have your stuff copyrighted. Mm. You know, it's it's a simple thing. Just get it done. So because I've had that experience in the past where people have just, you know, taken your design and ran with it, you know what I mean? So I suppose that's the best advice I could give to anybody and just use the people that are around you, use other artists, you know, network with them. And like one of my biggest supporters would be also Paul Looney down down Manway he's great like, mm. so you know our, our fan thing comes up he'll always recommend me so mm. use the people around you that's that's the best thing you can do
0: well thanks so much for joining us on the Core Creative Podcast thanks very much Geraldine thanks for having me on if you'd like to learn more about Nicola you can find links to her social media on corecreative.ie